two of the most important fantasy movies of the 1990s would be released within seven months of each other. The Matrix exploded onto the scene in early 1999. It was preceded in late 1998 by Blade. Both films would look seriously cool and they would both kick butt. I'm Stephen Archibald and welcome to my movie podcast. For thousands of years, they have existed among us. You keep your eyes open. They're everywhere. Chances are you've seen them yourself and didn't know it. A secret nation. Our livelihood depends on our ability to blend in with a lust for power. We should be ruling the humans. These people are our food. They've got their claws into everything. Politics, finance, real estate. There's a war going on out there. He makes the weapons. I use them. I bid you a warm welcome. This is my podcast. They came from within. Cult movie reviews. The world's finest blade. Blade, 1998. The vampire genre was truly energised by Stephen Norrington's Blade with an irresistible black exploitation vibe blending in with its appealing high-tech look. Wesley Snipes is terrific in the central role and he carries out his martial arts moves to perfection. The movie's writer, David S. Goyer, always had Snipes in mind for the titular character. What proves that the filmmakers were aiming for a cool vibe is the fact that Mike DeLuca, the boss of New Line Cinema, also had Denzel Washington and Lawrence Fishburne in mind for the role. So it's ironic that Fishburne would end up as a major character in The Matrix instead. In 1967, the heavily pregnant Vanessa Brooks is attacked by a vampire. The doctors are unable to save Vanessa's life, but her son survives. Eric Brooks will grow up to become Blade, a half-vampire referred to as a daywalker. And although he shares many of their supernatural strengths and traits, Blade actually hunts down and destroys vampires. Aided by his mentor, Abraham Whistler. The trouble is, there's a younger, more vicious vampire generation on the rise. And Deacon Frost is the most powerful bloodsucker among them. Wesley Snipes was already in discussions with Marvel Comics before he landed the part of Blade. However, these discussions were about the possibility of him playing the Marvel hero Black Panther. Of course, we wouldn't see that movie until 2018. And with the late, dearly missed Chadwick Boseman as the lead, it's often cited that it's Blade, which truly kick-started the Marvel movie craze. Stephen Norrington had to coax Stephen Dorff into playing the lead villain, Deacon Frost. Seeing as Dorf wasn't really into superhero movies, but what an inspired choice he proved to be. Dorf's bad dude is seriously charismatic. It's said that the part had first been offered to Jet Li, 
but that the martial arts maestro turned it down in order to make lethal weapon 4 instead mark Wahlberg had also been considered for the part and skeet ulrich had expressed his desire to play deacon frost most of us would agree that the right man got the job as a huge fan of the prisoner the writer david s goyer had originally wanted the marvellous patrick mcgowan to play abraham whistler the country singer and actor chris christopherson proved to be a fine alternative blade was created by the comic book writer marv wolfman and the artist gene colan he first appeared in the 10th issue of the tomb of dracula dated july 1973 and seeing as brian clemens had stated that marvel comics had influenced him in creating his movie captain chronos vampire hunter it's a pity that the comic book blade did not emerge until shortly after his film had been made as i'm sure the blade character would have given clemens even more ideas although it was released in 1974 captain chronos vampire hunter was shot in 1972 then again influence is cyclical in nature clemens chronos surely had a direct influence on the creation of highlander himself Connor mcleod an immortal equipped with a samurai sword the same thing goes for the cinematic blade in the comic books his weapon of choice was a dagger it was goya who added the samurai sword as well as aspects of the samurai philosophy to the blade we see on screen you better wake up the world you live in is just a sugar-coated topic there is another world beneath it the real world Born in London, Stephen Norrington worked as a special effects artist on such films as Aliens and Split Second. He first turned his hand to directing in 1994 with the sci-fi horror flick Death Machine, a movie which featured Brad Dourif and Rachel Weisz among its cast. Norrington followed Blade in 2001 with the eerie but rarely screened the last minute. His last directorial assignment to date was on Sean Connery's final movie, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in 2003. The attractive Boucher Wright appears in this movie as Dr. Karen Jensen, a hematologist who gets attacked by a vampire and ends up helping Blade in his fight against Frost. When David S. Goyer first got attached to this project he had to hold his ground against new line cinema would you believe that they wanted blade to be a spoof of superhero films and sometime after they even suggested that a white actor should play the central role despite blade being black in the comic books so those of us who love this film as it is have goya to thank the wonderful German actor Udo Kier, a firm favourite with us cult movie fans, portrays Dragonetti, 
a vampire elder who opposes the young upstart Frost. And Donal Logue is great fun as Quinn, the sort of unhinged vampire you'd find in Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark. And the former porn star, Tracy Lords, appears as Raquel, a sexy vampire who leads an unfortunate sap to Deacon Frost's rave club near the start of the film. David Escoya wrote the screenplay for Guillermo del Toro's terrific sequel, Blade 2. From 2002, Goya both wrote and directed the second sequel, Blade Trinity, from 2004. And on TV, the rapper Sticky Fingers portrayed Blade in Blade the series, first shown on the cable channel Spike in 2006. I should add that Mahashala Ali has been chosen to resurrect Blade on the big screen, so we should see a new Blade movie within the next couple of years. Back in 2008, Stephen Norrington had wanted to make a prequel to the original Blade trilogy, thereby enabling him to bring back the magnetic Deacon Frost character. It's a pity nothing came of this. Blade was mostly shot in California and Vancouver, and filming took place between the 5th of February and the 6th of June. 1997. It went on general release in the States on the 21st of August 1998, making $131.2 million from a budget of $45 million. I don't know about you, but I never grow tired of watching this film. Here's hoping the next one has the same impact. I'm Stephen Archibald, and thank you for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews you can follow me if you like and all my episodes are available from most podcast hosts look after yourself do your best to avoid vampires and bye bye for now now one will lead them to conquer mankind tonight the age of man comes to an end we're gonna be gods and one will try to stop him dead there are worse things out tonight than vampires like what like me Human. Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was pregnant. Half immortal. You got the best of both worlds. All our strengths, none of our weaknesses. He is their greatest fear and our only hope. Soap and seasoning all vampires.